Hello, everybody. We are testing out Posca markers and also Ohuhu markers and Tombow brush pens. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't take an art class, we've got everything you need here at Art Prof tutorials, critiques, professional development, and workshops. I got these lovely gifts from Hart, who got me these Ohuhu markers, and Louis Santa Bria gave me these Posca markers, and also these dual brush pens. And I thought we would do a comparison of the three markers because the brush pens I have tons of experience with. I'm very used to them. And these I've never done. Posca I've done, but I've never used these colors before. You know what's really cute? The Posca marker set, it came with this little sketchbook, <laughs> this little dinky sketchbook. Let's see what the paper is like. Eh, it's okay. It, it looks really thin. Actually, you know what's funny? This would not be good paper for drawing with markers. <laughs> it's very funny because it came. You think at least the paper would match the material that it comes with. Anyway, this will be a good resource in the future. So let's take a look at what's in the Ohuhu marker set and tell me in the chat who here has used any of these markers? Posca, Ohuhu, and the Tombow. Or if you've used other markers, what has your experience been? Because I'm discovering that I've only seen about 10% of what's actually out there. Okay, let's see. Okay, warning label. Oh, that's really cute. It came with a little pamphlet. What is this? If you are coloring on thin paper, please put this pad between your coloring sheets to prevent any bleed through. Oh, whoa, that is really cute. I <laughs> Okay, so maybe the sketchbook is fine because I could take the sketchbook, draw on the side. Oh, that's really cute. I, I like that. <laughs> that's really, really funny. I don't usually feel like you need things like this, but it's nice that it comes with the set. Let's see what's in the pamphlet. Okay. Oh, cute. It has a little map of all the various materials. Lots of FAQ. Although now that I'm thinking about graphic design, this is hard to read. I would have trouble with this. In fact, I just saw my eye doctor the other day and he's like, yeah, you need reading glasses. <laughs> but even with reading glasses, I would find this hard to read because of the lack of contrast. Sorry, can't help myself. Oh, nice. There's a whole chart of all the colors. Ooh, we love color charts. This is super cute. Look at this. It has a little chart for how to do the reversible brush tip. No need to feel frustrated with the frayed tip. After all, the distance between you and a brand new tip is just a turning. That's really cute. And they even have QR codes. 
oh, I like this little pamphlet. Sometimes I look at these pamphlets that come with supplies and it's just advertising. Oh, that's so cute. Look. Oh, this is nice. Molokai series. But color stickers. Weird. I might have to <laughs> pick up some of those. I, I really have been trying to not go to the art store as much lately. Ooh, they have marker sketchbooks, gel pens. Shoot, it's a whole new world of art supplies that I don't need to know about. Okay, and then the rest is the other languages. That's really cute. For a brochure that comes with supplies, this one I could see being very informative. And I also like that it's not blatant advertising. All right, let's try the Ohuhu markers first. I always like to try the black. Oh, weird. Compared to the Tombows, they feel stiffer to me. Hang on. Let me try the Tombow, though, because you know something? My Tombows are dead, which is why I asked for these on the raffle. And so actually... It's been a long time since I have used a brand new Tombow brush pen. All right, let me get a feel for this again. I'm trying to see how thin. I mean, that's pretty thin. I definitely feel like the action is in just the very tip. I'm not getting a lot of engagement with the body of the tip. I mean, maybe that'll change if I use it more, but they're pretty rich. Okay, let's try the Tombow against that. Oh yeah, maybe, hang on. Okay, maybe this is just a symptom of brand new markers <laughs> because I just tested the brand new Tombow and it feels the same way. It feels like most of the action is in the top tip. Let me just do, I mean, I don't tend to use them like this. So technically you can put down a big stroke, but I don't usually do that because it's sort of awkward to hold your marker that way. Let me try the hoo-hoos again. Oh, now that, okay. Now that I did more of the Ohuhu markers. Okay, the two differences here. The Ohuhu is definitely wider. Not by a lot, but enough that I don't think these are quite as big as Copics, the tip. I feel like they're sort of in between the Tombow because using this marker, it definitely feels thinner. This one is wider, but it's not as wide as the Copics. I'm really not a Copics fan. I know everybody's sort of obsessed with them, but they weren't a great fit for me 
because I felt like the tip was number one too wide and I wanted to be able to get more details, but also it felt too floppy. And I like the Tombows because the tips do have a structure to them. They don't feel like they're just mushing all over the place. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat about markers. All right, Alex is a big fan of Ohuhu. M. Torty says, I'm a big marker person. I've used all of those and more. W315 likes the colors of Tombow. Oh, Ronan has a set of 60 who says the bullet nib, by the way, not the viral brush tip. Oh, geez. I don't even know. I didn't even look at it. Which tip this is? Does it say? It says Honolulu series. Oh, wait. There's something else in here. What's this? Oh, it's a color swatch. <laughs> so I guess I use this chart to go in and remember, but I'm lazy. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> when I do marker drawings, I do always have a test sheet. And so usually, unless I know the marker really well, I'll go in and I'll make a couple strokes there. Let me see what some of the lighter tones are like, because actually with markers, I do really like the light tones. I feel like the light tones are what got me really excited about them. Let's see. And also it's different because these are alcohol based. That's actually really dark. I see this and it looks like it's super light, but that's really dark. I mean, I think that's the case with all the markers. I don't think there's any marker. Oh my gosh, that is so dark. Okay, that is not the color. Like, does everybody see how light this is? How could, oh my gosh. So actually, what is the lightest color? Oh, you know something? I forgot to turn on my light. Hang on a second. Okay, there we go. Now you guys should be able to see a little better. That's so frustrating that the light colors are that dark. Okay, this is a light one. What's this? Cool gray. I would assume these are the two markers that are the lightest. I'll try that some more. Actually, let me turn to another page. Here, let's, uh, you probably won't see it. These are all my dumb notes. Okay, I'll just try it down here. Oh, wait a second. This one is a chisel tip. Okay, I'm really confused. Maybe this is a set. Does it say? Oh, so maybe, oh, this is a set that has both. Wait, no? Wait a second. Oh, <laughs> it's double sided. <laughs> dumb oh okay i i assume this was the top i thought this was the back oh my god i'm so stupid all right all right i got both chisel and that's dark oh my gosh i mean it's probably partially the set i have i'm sure if you have the full set okay now that is more 
the light color that I would like to have. But I have some Tombows. Actually, this one is Tombow ABT Pro. This is alcohol-based Tombow. The black one is water-based. Let's try this one. Ugh, this is dead. Look at, look at that tip. That tip is a nightmare. But yeah, it, it seems like at least the set I have that even the lightest lights are not that light. There are a couple Tombow markers that are super light. You can barely see them, but they're exactly what I need when I'm sketching something out. Okay, so it seems like the Ohuhu's, at least the set I have, have better bright colors, but now I know not to trust how light they are because I would expect this one to be light, but it's dark. Look how dark that is. I also feel like the Tombows are a little bit juicier. Let me try another Tombow color. How about let's try this? Ah! Yellow ochre. Yeah, the the Tombows feel juicier. Let me try a different Ohuhu marker. Although, maybe that's not fair because these are alcohol-based and these are water-based. Alex is recommending a few refills for your favorite hues. So is that like Copic refills? Because I don't have a lot of experience with the refills because mostly I use Tombow, which doesn't have refills, which is a bummer. I wish that they did, especially for the alcohol ones. The alcohol Tombows, I think, get dry faster than the water-based ones. DC says, love my Tombows. I use them when I watercolor or with my colored pencils. I'm finding more and more that I just don't like using media by itself because I'll do, let's say a marker drawing and then there's some look I want to achieve. I'll say, you know what? It would be so much faster to do this in colored pencil than to force myself to do a hundred percent marker drawing. Who here usually just does one at a time and that's fine. I, I respect the discipline. <laughs> How many people like to combine things and if you do, tell me what are some of your favorite color combinations? Because, no, media, not just color. <laughs> For example, one mixed media approach that I really liked is Julie Ben Bassett, who has been a guest here a couple times. She did a technique, and we have a tutorial that demonstrates that, where she does ballpoint pen fills it in with wallet color, but then uses colored pencils to enhance a couple spots. And it looks so good. Oh yeah, here's my cranberry juice. <laughs> I don't know if people saw my, my working short. <laughs> I don't think I started working until 30 minutes <laughs> into sitting down. Let's see. Alex recommends don't use alcohol markers on watercolor paper or printer paper. Printer paper bleeds immensely. The watercolor paper sucks all the ink from your marker. I wonder if it's 
the surface of the watercolor paper because I'm assuming if you got hot press, it would be a little better because I, <laughs> I love how you're telling me not to do this. And I actually use it on watercolor paper a lot, but I do like using it on Bristol. The thing is, I'm such a texture nerd. that I generally don't like surfaces as slick as Bristol. Pamela says, overwhelming. I know. You look at these catalogs, and I cannot even believe how many options there are out there. I posted a short yesterday about acrylic mediums. And if I was a beginner and I didn't have any prior experience with those mediums, I would be like, what do I do? So I told people in the short, listen, if you're going to get any medium, get matte medium. That's the one that really matters. The other stuff is a little too complicated. W315 is saying, what's suitable paper? Anything that's fairly thick, although the Sweeney Todd liquid charcoal drawing I did recently, I did that on Canson Me Taunt. I, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> artboard. And I feel like that would work really well. I know Lauren has used mat board or illustration board. And that's a situation where you just don't have to worry about the bleeding. M. Tordy is saying, what paper are you using? I mean, this is my crap sketchbook. This is not an exciting sketchbook, you guys. I mean, look at this sketchbook. I know people talk about having a sketchbook. <laughs> it's like, look, wow, that's the first image <laughs> that came up. Uh, most of my sketchbook looks like this. I mean, oh, look, there's an image. <laughs> it's all just scribbling. I feel like 80% of my sketchbook is writing. There's only a small portion of image. I mean, a lot of it is this. <laughs> just me. Yeah, look at this <laughs> whole section with markers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My sketchbook is really boring, you guys. Yeah. Anyway, let's see what sketchbook. Looks like it's Canson Universal Sketch, ideal for dry media. Yeah. I wasn't paying a lot of attention because I know this is my just dump sketchbook. Let's try another page because I want to try blending the alcohol markers. Lisa makes a good point. Mixing supplies can be fun, but mentally taxing. Your mind keeps bouncing between how they work. It's definitely not as focused or linear. And you also have to think about the sequence because I've done a lot of colored pencil drawings where I will add crayon on top. But the thing is that once I add the crayon, I can't go back to the colored pencil. Oh, Alex says, when you use the Ohuhu's enough, they start becoming nice and soft for blending. Oh, good. Okay. Alex says, lightest is probably cool gray 04, which might not be there. Uh, Alex, I feel like you should be doing the stream. <laughs> I'm not very helpful because I don't know what's going on. But I do think it is 
I think it's nice for you guys to see someone's first reaction and experience and to try to figure out the material, because I think most of us are doing that. I talked to Dorian the other day and he said, yeah, just try to figure it out. <laughs> I just really like that. And I think that is sort of the truth of materials. Sit down and try to figure it out. Lisa is asking, what are the important differences between alcohol and water-based markers? Do I have any water here? I have a little cranberry juice. <laughs> Let's use the cranberry juice. Okay, so here's the biggest difference. Let's show this. If you have water-based, the advantage, you guys, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> you can take the water and it activates the marker. And I've done this technique a lot. Really helpful because you can make drawings that end up looking like paintings. I have a lot that are like that. But you can also blend them because I could take this and if I wanted to, they are transparent, but you can see if you, it does blend with the blue. So there's blending, but it's not the same thing as blending with alcohol markers. So let's try that. And maybe the one that demonstrates that the best is Colorless Blender. Most of these come with a colorless blender. They also have it with Tombow. Oh, actually, I have one here. Okay, yeah, so this is a colorless blender that comes with that one. Okay, so hang on. Let's, let's label everything. <laughs> this is Tombow. And I'll post these tests into the discord after the stream. This is Ohuhu. Okay, let's try the Ohuhu colorless blender. Oh, maybe I need to have another color next to it. It doesn't do much by itself. Let me try this pink. Maybe I need to put the blender Oh, this colorless blender doesn't do very much. Yeah, I'm not, it's barely doing anything. Am I using this wrong? <laughs> it's not good. Let me see how well these blend into each other. I mean, so far between the two, I'd have to spend more time with the Ohuhus, but so far I would say I like the Tombow alcohol-based ones better. But again, this is my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of people who would disagree with me. Yeah, they they don't really blend. Let, let me try the colorless blender one more time, but it's like it's not really getting good results. Yeah, that that's not <laughs> this is it's not so helpful colorless blender. It's actually a lot like if people saw the stream I did a little ways back on the Marabou crowns, they came with a colorless blender that did literally nothing. I thought, why? Why do we even have this? This colorless blender is a waste of space. 
this one's doing a little bit. It's not much. I feel like if I wanted to really blend, yeah, I'm doing it over and over again and it's getting a little pink. But for me, the biggest thing about the blending is that you can create a transition sort of like what you had up there. I do have, let's see. Okay, so this is Tombow alcohol-based, which, is, I mean, this one's dead. I have not gotten new ones. I want to see how well. Yeah, I think I don't like the Ohuhus. I feel like they're a little, they feel a little stiff to me, and I don't know. They don't feel as strong as the Tombow ones. But again... It could just be that I'm so used to the Tombos that it just makes more sense to me. But I don't get how you would be able to blend because what I really want is like a nice, soft blend. I mean, you sort of see that here. Let me try some other colors. I mean, they're definitely transparent because if I, let's say, let's try a different color. Actually, I'll try the chisel tip this time. Okay, so I could put something like that. And then if I wanted to layer there, you can see, okay, the pink is over the blue, but it's transparent. It's not like the postcard markers, which I'll try in a second. I think for me to use these, I would need to soften them up as somebody said earlier, but I'm just frustrated with the lack of blending. Let me check the comments. <laughs> Maybe some of you guys know better than me. Crispy says, oh, hoo hoo, often look different on different paper. I would suggest using the test sheet, but even then the colors might not be that accurate. I know with markers, you just really don't know until it's in the artwork. And then it's sort of too late. <laughs> Oh, okay. I believe 7A had a comment, which of course I just lost it. It's here. Because, oh yes, 7A, you're validating me. <laughs> yes, they won't blend with each other the same. And we have Parasu who says I combined Copics micron pens and colored pencils. I feel like I'm too <laughs> dramatic, barbaric for micron pens because for me, they die after a few hours. And I think maybe I just press too hard. You probably have to have a more delicate touch <laughs> to get more mileage out of a micron. Ross says, I always mix media. Sometimes it feels like I'm breaking the rules, though. I know, but is that fun? It's like being a rebel. <laughs> Sarah says, only use Tombow for calligraphy, sometimes Posca on acrylic paintings. Yeah, there's a whole world of people who are just these incredible calligraphy artists. I haven't explored much of it, but it's really astounding what people can do with markers because I always associate calligraphy with like a dip pen. 
and the idea of using something like a marker is just and the thing is the stuff people make i think a lot of us wouldn't be able to tell the difference unless we saw it really up close yeah i guess if i did the ohuhus i would have to shift my technique a little bit to have it not be so blendy but the thing is i really like the blendy stuff Oh, actually, let me show you guys this one thing. This is a sketchbook where I was trying out the alcohol pens, alcohol markers, the Copic ones. Oh, my kid drew that. Okay, so this, this is... Tombow water-based. And if you look up close, first of all, does everybody see how light the colors are? But then do you see, like, especially up here, you can see how the color blends really well. And I don't feel like I could do this with the Ohuhu markers. Let's see if I have other... Yeah, this one too. Actually, I really hate this drawing. <laughs> anyway, there's one spot here. Do you see this modeling? I don't feel like I'd be able to do that with the Ohuhus. Okay, that's a watercolor. Oh, this is actually, this is a watermelon stand that we saw in Southern Utah. I, I love there's this propane tank, but it's painted like a watermelon. <laughs> Green River, that area is well known for that. Oh, this is all alcohol. Okay, hang on a sec. Is that? There's a mushroom. Okay, so these are watercolor mushrooms, but this mushroom is the Tombow water-based. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too biased towards Tombow. Oh, this is also... So this is a silly little, I don't know why I did this. It's just a onion. And does everybody see up here how much that blends? Oh God, this is a terrible drawing. <laughs> that, this is when we were doing a draw along for uh, Terry Crews and I did a warm up, and it's so terrible. Okay, this one is also, okay. If you guys look up here, do you see how in the forehead it's nice and smooth? This one is not very blendy. It's a little bit more blunt. Oh, that's pen and ink. That, that one looks terrible. What is this? But yeah, most of my sketchbook is all this stuff with my kids occasionally coming in to make a statement. I really would have to spend time with this, though. I feel like this is me barely touching upon what these do. I mean, maybe if I wanted to do a drawing that was a little bit more graphic looking, where I wasn't trying to get something that looked super painterly, this probably would be fine. But I feel like, yeah, see, the chisel tips are nice and... This is pretty stable. 
so if I was doing a drawing and I wanted it to be a more blunt drawing that wasn't very atmospheric, I feel like these would be really good for that. <laughs> Ronan's asking me about my pet axolotl, Gemo, J-E-E-M-O. He's good. I actually was taking care of him for a little bit because my kid was away for a few days. And that was really nice because usually she takes care of him. But he's gotten really strong. If you guys look at old pictures of him from when we got him a couple years ago, he was just so small. And the reason we got him is because it was at the RISD Nature Lab and he had these two brothers who chewed his hand off. And the other one is all gnarly. And so they were like, yeah, we can't keep him here. But we've been feeding him these really juicy night crawlers and he got really strong. And his gills got all pink. It's really cute. Okay. M. Torty is <laughs> confirming. Blending may not work great on that paper for alcohol markers. Something mixed media or smoother, less absorbent might work better. Yeah, sounds good. Gertie says, trick is to go from light to dark. Keep in mind transparency means colors will optically mix when superimposed. Reminds me a lot of watercolor. Thank you so much, Heather, for the super chat. We so much appreciate your support. Keep those super chats coming, everybody. They make a big difference for us. If three people gave us three super chats, $30 at each stream, that would be a really big deal for us to have that amount. Oh, ConCuke says, yes, you put the colorless blender down first. And while the ink is still wet, put your colors down. As it dries, the colors will merge to varying degrees. Oh, geez, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm just, I'm so impatient. I just don't like doing that. I want, oh, I can't go on this page because there's stuff on the other side. And and thank you, Heather. I'm so glad you like my dump sketchbook. I feel like I have the world's least aesthetically pleasing sketchbook. It, it's not nice. People have these gorgeous sketchbooks online and I'm like, who are you people? I, I could never do that. Okay, let's try it on top of the colorless blender. Maybe it'll blend better. Oh, you're right. Okay. Look at this. Does everybody see it's, uh, you probably can't, but the edge is a little fuzzy. At least if I put that side by side, I don't know if you guys can see, but definitely the one on the right, this is sharper, but it's not much. It's not enough to make a huge difference to me. Let me try the blender so it's sort of sandwiching the marker. Let's see. Yeah, even then it's not, I mean, it's doing a little, but it's not enough that for me it would help. Like I would find myself more frustrated than wanting to wait for that result when I know there's another marker that does it better. Alec <laughs> Doi says, to me, the name blender should be changed to eraser. <laughs> ComCuke says, or you can touch the tip of a color marker to the colorist blender and blend over the area. Oh gosh. <laughs> that stuff is too complicated for me. I'm just such a barbaric <laughs> person when it comes to drawing. 
Thank you so much for the super chat, M. Doherty, who explains the blending issues, probably the paper, sketch paper doesn't really work. Blending in alcohol markers comes from layering colors. Colorless blender just gives it that last little push and can be used to create lifts. Okay, Ivy says the blender actually lightens, not blend. If you make a mistake, you can often erase with it. Oh, wait, okay, I wanna try that now. <laughs> All right, let's make a mistake. You can often erase with it. Huh, maybe I need better paper to do that. Okay, it sounds like I just picked the wrong paper as Carrie <laughs> says. Yeah, why do they call it <laughs> as Claire says? I don't use the colorless blender for black. Like, that's really silly. Like, just call it the colorless eraser. Come on. That's just really, yeah, Ivy says completely wrong name. Yeah, I would need to spend more time with these to really understand. And thanks, Heather. That's really sweet. But you guys know that we are so specific when we critique ourselves. And I actually did that Oma bread watercolor painting. I'm sure some of you have seen it. And I remember doing that painting and thinking, it's not that great. But then I showed it to Andrew Raftery, my former RISD professor. I actually just released a video of our conversation about teaching and he really liked it. And I was like, okay, if Andrew likes it, it must be good. <laughs> Silly, it's so weird. Ginger says, people with aesthetic sketchbooks just seem like they have their life together. Well, I don't have my life together. I'm always swimming and barely, I, I feel like my mouth is going under the water. <laughs> it's really not. Oh, mineral paper. You know what? I do. Oh, let's try it. Okay. All right, let's see. How convenient. Oh, you guys are awesome. If you guys weren't here, I don't think I would know how to do this. It's amazing. I mean, isn't it so cool the way all of us teach each other? I mean, sure, I'm leading the stream, but it's not the same thing. Okay, let's try the mineral paper. I mean, it definitely feels better on the mineral paper. Okay, let's try the, the blender see how that works. It's better, but it still doesn't make, well, let me see. Okay, I am getting a softer edge, but it's taking a while. I guess maybe I have to wait for it to settle, but you guys were right. <laughs> this is much better. Yeah, I'm just used to it blending immediately. It's not blending immediately. Like, do you see how I put it up there and it still has a hard edge? But now my blender is pink. So I guess I have to get rid of that. Let's try blending into a different color. So let's say we have orange over here. I just want to make sure that it... Yeah, it's the same thing. So it, it does blend, but not as quickly 
And I can still see streaks. That would bother me. I, I want it to like blend. Yeah. All right, let me try a much darker color. Let's see. Yeah, I just, in general, I'm not a chisel tip person. Who here likes chisel tips? Because I rarely use them. I just find that they're not that helpful for me. Or, or maybe you guys like both. I have no idea. I'm definitely a brush tip person, though. It's, it's better, for sure, but it's not good enough for me. It doesn't fit me, rather, is maybe a nicer way to say it. Oh, it does puddle a little bit. That's interesting. Let me press hard. Yeah, I could do this all day. This is just really fun. I'm going to try a dark green over this. Let's just see how well this blends. Let's actually try the colorless blender. I'll see if I can get a transition between the two. Yeah, it's just... For me, it's not a good fit, but it depends on the person, obviously. I, I need to spend more time with it, too. Elisa says, I think it's easier to blend alcohol marker colors that are very close in value. It's hard to blend light with very... It's hard to blend very light and very dark tones. That's true. Let me try it. Is this the same color? Oh, no, it's the same color. Let me try this. Oh, here's here's a better one. All right, let's try. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I love how I'm doing everything wrong. And you guys are like, actually do this. It's better. It's much better than when I tried that. But it's still really streaky, you guys. The Tombos are not streaky. And I feel like that would bother me because the way I use markers is very painterly. But I could see if you were doing something that was more graphic, it wouldn't be a bad thing. You know something, and maybe somebody can confirm this for me. Toronto says Yupo paper works well, but a lot of money. I tried Tombow water-based on Yupo and it never dried. So maybe on Yupo, you need to use alcohol. I I'm not sure. Maybe water-based markers don't work on Yupo. Maybe they have to be alcohol-based. But does everybody see how much troubleshooting this is? I mean, it's so much information and experience. And thank goodness I have all of you guys here to tell me everything I'm doing wrong. <laughs> it's great. I mean, how cool is that? That you guys are teaching me and you're teaching each other. I think that is the best form of learning. Have you guys ever been in a class where you just feel like it's so much a one-way street? Where it's just teacher to student and that's it. And I really truly do believe that the best learning environment is when the teaching and learning, it's almost like a ping pong effect where we're sort of just passing things around. And I just think that's the coolest thing. And there are, I think, not a lot of communities where the peer-to-peer -peer interaction happens. I feel like, at least from what I've seen, the 
online learning model seems to be, here's the teacher, I'm giving you this stuff, and then you go do something. And I just don't think teaching is as effective as if there's this exchange between everybody and also between the teacher. Lena's asking if Tombow markers blend. Yes, they do. They do a great job. Rachel says, I've heard people say to put colors on the tip of the blender, but I'm so confused how that works unless you have 80 blender markers to swap between. How do you keep the tips from getting so muddy? Well, let's try it. But I'm like you, Rachel. I would have the same. Yeah, does everybody see my tip has green on it now? And so now I have to work the green. Oh, that is annoying. I don't think I like that. Okay, well, let's try it. So, but I feel like this would work better if I had something to dip it into. But see, yeah, then I'm like ruining the tip. Oh, that's weird. It's really fluorescent looking. Oh, it's super bright. That is like fluorescent pink. Crazy. But still, like that bothers me that I have to put it into the blender and then work it out of the blender. I feel like that's a lot of work. By the way, everybody, can you believe we have 102 people watching right now? And I love hearing from the lurkers. So if you're a lurker and you have not commented yet, I want you to type me into the chat. That's it. I'm not asking for anything else. And of course, you don't have to. Not if you're uncomfortable. But it's so cool to see new names. Of course, we have people who have been here for a while. But you guys, isn't it fun when new people join? It's just the coolest thing. Gertie says, you need to go over the whole area rather than just the degree if you want it to be not streaky, much like watercolors rather than just the edges. Okay, thanks, Toronto. That explains it. <laughs> Has to be alcohol for Yupo because it's practically plastic like synthetic vellum. I'm learning so much today about markers. This would take so much longer for me to do if I was just by myself and trying to figure this out. Like you guys are basically giving me the answers at the back of the textbook. It's fantastic. Oh, Ellen Doy says, we experimented messed up years ago to help you today. Well, thank you all for the messing up. Orangina says, can you explain mineral paper? It's basically like Yupo paper, but it's a little softer. It is more of a satin finish. Yupo, I think, really feels like plastic. This, this is softer. And, and you can also see it's not as rigid. I mean, Yupo, it depends on the thickness. They have Yupo thick and thin and stuff like that. And this is not translucent at all. I know there's some Yupo, it's not totally opaque. The hard version, the thick version rather, of Yupo is very opaque. This is not, I actually have to say between the two, I like the mineral paper better. I think the Yupo for me, it's just, a little too plasticky. I, I like how this is, it's almost a merge of paper and Yupo. Oh, Toronto says you can remove color from your blender tips by having a small container of rubbing alcohol. Wow. Oh, you guys are amazing. 
I love hearing from all of you guys, all of you lurkers. And, you know, no pressure at all to participate. But how fun is this to see everybody here? Ankita, Ankita, I'm sorry. This is my first time in the live stream. Oh, I'm so happy you were able to join us. How fun. And Orangina says, I never got the alcohol markers because in my mind, markers are still more graphic oriented. I go for watercolors or ink. Oh, for sure. I mean, some people, markers are not a good fit, but I can tell you, I have gotten pretty painterly results. And when you do water-based Tombow with water, it really does feel like a painting. And I like starting with marker because it just feels more a situation where I can control. Watercolor has a mind of its own. It just wants to go do its thing. And sometimes I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Debbie says, love how informative this is. Well, good. I hope maybe the stream is a good reference for all of you to see everything I did wrong. And then to see all of you correcting me basically is fantastic. Comcuke is asking, is there a specific purpose for mineral paper? I don't think so. I think it's just any kind of surface. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, C. Kentrell has tried it on tracing paper. And Ivy says, would love to hear what people use Yupo paper for other than alcohol inks. That also takes forever to dry. Oh, I've used Yupo paper with ink wash. I think what's amazing is that it does have such a slick surface, but it does take wet media. I think that's really incredible. All right, let's try the Posca's. And actually, I'm going to put the Poscas on top of this because the Poscas are Poscas are opaque. Okay, let me try this. I love how my entire sketchbook is basically going to be <laughs> marker tests nonstop. So with Poscas, you do have to shake them up. And I, I think I'm doing this right. People tell me if I'm not. So basically the, the tip is white. There's no paint in it right now. And so, you got, oh, wow, that happened really fast. So does everybody see how the pink starts to enter that? That, that was fast. Wow. It doesn't usually happen that fast. I mean, a lot came out. I mean, this is my favorite thing about Posca's getting those, I mean, of course you can use them in a more graphic manner like that, but I love the streaks. Aren't the streaks really fun? Let me hold it up. Does everybody see how you can see that texture? To me, that's the best thing about the Poscas. Let me try a different color that's a little bit darker. And Yeah, th these came out really fast. I feel like the other one I did, didn't do that. Oh, I didn't shake it. Maybe I need to shake it. Yeah, these are nice and juicy. Oh, that's cool. Look at this. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. 
Oh, I really like that. Oh, you know what I could try? I could try starting thick. Oh my god, that's really fun. <laughs> they are pretty wet, though. These do take much longer to dry. Let me try it on the mineral paper. I'm just curious if it glides different. I mean, I'm sure it will. This is different paper. Oh, yeah, it does it, too. I wonder what if I... Oh, I could do that with my finger. Although, maybe you're not supposed to put this on your hands. I don't know. Maybe I would wear gloves. Like, to me, that's the fun part of the Posca, is being able to make marks like this. And again, I'll put these in the Discord later so you guys can see better what it looks like. I like that way more. Yeah, this is really wet. I pressed down a lot, but this is already dry. This is still wet. Yeah. Okay, let me try. Oh, I want to try the white because actually, you know something? I have not spent a lot of time with the white marker. Mostly I've just been using a color. Okay, there's the white. I wonder what happens if I put it over. Oh my gosh, it blends. Whoa, look at that. Oh my gosh. I was not expecting that. I thought it would just... Well, let me try one that's dry. This is dry. Oh my gosh, it does. Oh, okay, so it only blends if the marker is wet. If it's not wet, it goes over it opaquely like that. But you see it is blending a little bit. Oh, wow, that feels so, oh my gosh, I could totally see myself using that. Let me do a different color. How about the yellow? Wow, I, I feel like I've barely used these. I mean, this makes me want to do some giant painting. Let me try the white over that again. Ugh. But see, again, it's like the white gets all yucky. I guess I'd have to just do that. Oh, nice. I like that. Oh, I really like the white. Let me show you guys. I mean, this is really wet. Do you see how slick it is? I mean, that's the only thing is that when you start using them wet like that, they do start to get really runny. And I don't really like it when things are runny because then it starts going in all these different places that I don't like. Let me try the green. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by how quickly these are doing that. Okay, let's put this over the white. Oh, it is blending over here. Wow, that's cool. I, I didn't realize Posca's had the ability to blend 
that much. I think it's just before I was doing that streaky stuff. Let me try this green over. Yeah, see, I have a lot of white in here. That's totally opaque. It's going right over. Well, I liked it. Oh my gosh, I really like these. Because the last time I did that, let me try the yellow again. Last time I was using these, I was using them like this. Very dry, brushy. Let's try the blue. Who here has used Posca's? Because I'm quickly becoming a fan. And I know they have Posca's that are much thinner. Bullet tip. and But I love these. These gigantic chisel tips. This, this is really great. Because you know something? When your marker is this thick, you, you have to be painterly about it. You can't be really detailed. Oh, I really like these. These are, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I got the set because before this, I was just using the black. And the black is cool, but I definitely could see myself doing a full-out painting that is all opaque and not just super streaky. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Okay, 7A says, I don't think there's anything harmful in them. They have the AP certification, so if there was, they'd have to tell you. Okay, good. <laughs> Alisa's asking, aren't Posca's just acrylic paint? They are. But the thing is, as you saw, they are very liquidy. You can't build up paint the way you could with acrylics. Ivy says, is there a use if not using it to pull a print? Oh, maybe I missed something. Oh, yeah, I think you guys are <laughs> having another conversation and I'm stepping in. That's cool. Yeah, Shannon says they'll hold up to some aggressive art making. See, that's better for me. I'm into that. Victor says, I've used Posca, but I like Molotow Marker more. They're also cheaper and have many refill options. Well, you know what, everybody? <laughs> you guys have been teaching me so much about art supplies. And every time I post something about art supplies, people say, have you tried? Oh, this is so much cheaper and better. <laughs> and so we're going to launch a program pretty soon where, like the raffle, you can buy me supplies off my wish list send them to me and I'll do this because Hart was the person who sent me the Ohuhus and Louis sent me these because as much as I had all the money in the world to just go buy stuff, it gets expensive. And it seems like for a lot of you, it's helpful to see my first reaction and to give my opinion based on other supplies. For example, I've used Windsor Newton watercolors forever. And then Mio talked to me about Daniel Smith and everybody was like, Daniel Smith. And I'm like, why have I never tried this? So I'll put things on my list that are like that or liquid charcoal. Some of you may have seen that stream. Most people have never heard of it. 
Who here has heard of liquid charcoal before I made videos about it? Because that was fascinating. And again, I would never have done that if Jasmine had not sent that to me for the raffle. Lux says, me, I think the huge ones are the best because you can't be too precise. Forces you to think about intention with your strokes. You can get a lot of different types of marks. Cora says, I've only used the thin ones so far, but these look really interesting. A lot of new possibilities. <laughs> I know, I didn't know I was an abstract artist, Gertie. <laughs> Ginger says, I always use Posca's if I need to save a drawing because they can go over almost anything. Yeah, they look really opaque. It, it seems like there's no issue here with coverage. Oh, I'm so glad, Elisa. I mean, it's interesting for me because I do think, let's say you were on your own and you got a new pair of markers. No matter how much information you get in advance, nothing prepares you for that first impression, which I think is fun. I mean, that's the cool thing is trying out all these new art supplies. Yeah, a lot of people hadn't heard of liquid charcoal, although Drusilla had. Victor says, I love how you demonstrated the sculpting when it comes to liquid charcoal. Made me so eager to try it out myself. I know we're art supply enablers. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Tilda, thank you so much for the super sticker. You guys are amazing. Those super chats and stickers, they really add up. It's incredible to have your support because as much as I wish I was a good enough business person to make art prof more profitable and bigger and without budget problems. I mean, I think I'm just a bad business person. As much as I wish, we're, we're still a very scrappy operation compared to a lot of other things. It's like you read about these places, they're like, yes, within three years, they had a staff of 500 people. I'm like, no, that's not me. All right, what I'm going to do here is... I'm going to use the Ohuhus and I'm going to try to do some drawing with them because the testing is one thing, but drawing with them is a different thing. Let me show you what I've been doing. This is actually for an upcoming stream. I think it's next Sunday called how to start learning graphic design. As some of you may have seen, I, I am trying to make a career as a movie poster illustrator, and you guys are going to see me, the total noob, try to get into that industry. And I'm realizing more and more that because movie posters, of course, have text in them, that I have to have at least a base understanding of graphic design, how it works, because if I can't communicate with the designers, that's a big problem. So Ashley is going to art direct me through the process of making a movie poster. And to my knowledge, I don't think there's any documentation out there of showing what that's like, the concrete specifics of the back and forth that happens between an art director and an artist. Tell me if you've seen that because I don't spend enough time looking at YouTube to know, but who here, especially for illustration, have you guys seen anything online that documents step-by-step what the relationship is like between an art director and an artist to create an illustration for editorial, maybe for children's books, 
maybe for movie posters. I'm just curious because it is very opaque from what I have seen. Kat was an art director for Airbnb and she was fantastic because she helped me put together my illustration portfolio. She had the experience to know what that was like, but it's a little different thing when it's movie posters compared to the portfolio. So this is what I'm doing is I, I want to make a movie poster, the sample for the live stream. I want to make one about the Dune 2 movie that's coming up. I think it's coming up in March or something. So I just did, well, actually there's another page here. So this is a page where I'm writing down notes and things I noticed as I went through the images. I mean, what was good about Dune is that it's close enough that they've released a lot of stuff. Whereas some of the movies that are coming out later, there's not a lot of visuals. But if you guys look at this, there we go. Christopher Walken's in this movie. Oh my God. I'll watch anything that has Christopher Walken in it. But these are all the images that I threw together. And what I oftentimes do when I'm collecting images is I'll ask myself two things. I'll say, what are things that attract me? For me, I love these hoods, all the fabric folds. And then I also ask myself, what is a recurring image? What's a recurring color? And in Dune, I think it's definitely the blue eyes. You see that everywhere. There's one I found that had really cool blue eyes. It is the one that is upside down. Here it is. Does everybody see this is Lady Jessica? And she has these really dramatic blue eyes. So I was thinking that I would have something with blue eyes. But I'm still thinking about it because the thing about Dune is that it does have this epic quality to it in that there's just massive groups of people. There's all of this political military stuff that's going on. And so part of me wants to do something that shows that epic nature of the film like this. But then on the other hand, a lot of the images that I'm very attracted to are ones that are a lot more quiet and subtle. Like this one I think is really amazing. Who here saw the first Dune movie? Who here read the book? And who's excited about the second one? Okay, so you can see what I did here. It's just really quick sketches scribbly stuff. I mean, what even is that? <laughs> this is the hood. There are my blue eyes. Nice. <laughs> Another quick scribble. And I'll post all this online. I'll do a reel. And so these are really, really sloppy sketches. In fact, I sent them to Ashley. Ashley Browning is going to be the graphic designer who we bring onto the stream. And I sent these to her saying, I don't know if these are too sloppy. Should they be in color? I had so many questions for her. I was like, I'm so happy I'm doing this. 
with a trial run as opposed to doing it with a real guy. I think I'd be freaked out if it was the real gig. But so you can see, I, I'm thinking about the eyes, some transitions, the face moving upwards into fire and dust. This one's a more close up, it's just one eye. And then there's sketches like this. I really like this one. I, I just love the hoods. I love all the flowy drapery. And so what I'm thinking about is the drapery somehow transitions into the landscape. I have a bunch here. This is sandworm, didn't turn into anything. And then this one up here is more basic big shapes. Okay, so let's go through and let's try. Oh, of course, that's a little yucky now. Let's get a better. Okay, let's try this. So let's do some thumbnails. I'm going to use the Ohuhu markers. And I always start the thumbnails like this. The other thing that's interesting about movie posters is that movie posters are always vertical compositions. So I have to keep that in mind. Let's try it again. Actually, black is a better choice. I'm going to do these in maybe gray, black and white. Because it actually occurred to me it probably was dumb for me to do those other ones in color because they probably have to approve the design first. So yes, I'm doing everything wrong. That is apparently the theme today. Okay, let's try. Well, no, I think I like the one. This is the one with Zendaya. Uh, no, let me try this one. I think I like the No. This one's a little too frontal. I do sort of like this profile is really beautiful. Let, let's try this. Okay. Let me just prop this up so you guys can see that better. Okay. Because I did have this idea that, is there no gray here? Is this gray? Oh no, that is not gray. Wait, what? Did I? You guys, how is that pink? Warm, did I put the wrong? Oh man, I think I put the wrong cap. I'm so stupid. Is this the gray? Yes. Right. I was like, whoa, that is terrible color matching. No, it's just I used the wrong cap. Okay. Actually, I'll make it darker because I know it'd be harder for you guys to see. But one thing I was thinking about is something in the upper left corner. I just, I love the shawls. They're just so beautiful. And then I'm going to add just a blob of blue to show the blueness of the eye. So I was thinking as it would go down here. Okay, so this is the sand landscape. But actually, I drew it way too big. Let's try it again. I would want to make the head really small. 
So already there's a mistake. <laughs> Let's make this really small. Okay, so do you see how now the head is that big? And here the head was too big. These are good for sketching though. I like these. But then again, it's sort of nice. This one here, I mean, what I'm sort of finding is that the shawl in this one is a little bit, it's a little too straight. And I, I sort of like this one. Let me just try this. Where the shawl. has a little bit more flow to it. Oh gosh, that looks really stupid. <laughs> this one else looks so dumb, but it's okay. I know that. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I, I just love the drapery. And so maybe it's this almost mishmash of that. But then also I do really like these hoods. But I guess what I'm thinking about is you have the flow of drapery and then it transitions into the desert landscape. And then the other question I asked myself as well was, do I go epic or intimate? So let's just write that down. Epic versus intimate. And maybe there's a way to balance the two, but the example I would give you guys, I looked at other posters. To me, this is epic because it shows a giant space. It has tiny figures. But then I found this other poster, this one, which is just close up half the face. But I feel like this is for me, sort of a cop-out. I feel like I'm good at just doing a portrait. So I sort of don't want to do that. But then I also had the other idea that, okay, maybe the eye is really big. But then I feel like the eye is a cop-out because everybody likes eyes. It's really hard to do something that is not feeling very cliche. So here's sort of the idea with the hood. Yeah, these are great for sketching. They've got a really nice, I guess, flow. Because I was feeling like I wanted something with shape. I'm noticing that a lot of the movie posters that I like have very strong shapes. So it's like something like this. Ugh, that looks bad. I don't like that one. something sort of chiaroscuro-like. Yeah, I definitely need something with shape. For example, maybe back here. Shape. Need to remember shape. So you guys see I jump around a lot. 
the thumbnails, I, I rarely stay with one thing. Yeah, I got to think about shape more. I don't think I'm doing it as much as I should. So just going in and filling things out. So maybe this one, I'll do the silhouette here but then maybe there are these more dramatic folds coming down the bottom that's a little better i felt like the initial sketches that i was doing that you guys saw back here these are really liney thumbnails and I don't like that. I feel like I want to start thinking like this, which I'm going to start doing. It's like I do these thumbnails and I'm like, okay, this is the time I have it all. No, I do not. I mean, I could thumbnail forever and ever and ever. Let's see what people are saying. Rachel says, I don't think eyes can be a cop-out if the imaging focuses on intense eyes. I know, I just feel like eyes are such an eye candy thing where, I mean, who's not mesmerized, especially when it's glue? But you're right, this is a good excuse. The eyes are very important. That's what W315 says. 7A says, if it's a movie poster, it has to appeal to the widest audience, so maybe you're forgiven on a cliche. Probably, I mean... Movie posters are so different because advertising. And sure, they can be art forms as well. I think the ideal version is when you have both. You have movie poster, which does the advertising, but it also has the art as well. Because there's a lot of lazy movie posters out there. And I don't blame the artist. I'm sure that there are a million people working on it. It makes it hard to do that. But actually, this poster I think is terrible. Does everybody see this one? It's so bad. Like, what's up with the weird pastel lighting? Like, this doesn't even look like the same movie. I mean, and what's up with the pastel? I mean, that is not <laughs> what I think of. And then I, I just, I'm not a fan of this. You see this all the time. It's movie posters where there's like a big head and then there's little ones. I'm just not a fan. But what I do want to do is I want to use this orange. So, I mean, it's a complementary color thing. You have blue eyes and the orange, but I was going to do whatever I do, all the colors are going to be super orange. Yeah, like this one's a really good shape. I, I would like to do something that has a bold shape because actually one of my favorite movie posters that I've seen is, I don't know if people have seen The Zone of Interest, but I really like... The there's two posters I really like. There's one which is more than half of it is black. But what I really like about this is shape. And I feel like I'm not doing a good job with shape. Okay, so here's the... So this is the zone of interest. And it, isn't that just so fantastic? I feel like I am probably thinking a little too complex. Like I want to be able to think like this more. And then this is the other one. And so 
75% of the image is black. And I'm like, dude, I would never have the impulse to do that. That's just such a gutsy move to have so little image, but it's really fantastic. And we have, oh, wait, we're seeing stuff about archivalness. This is something we need to go over. Thank you, M. Torty. You're fantastic. Let me keep going back up. Here we go. Oh, you're so nice, 7A. You can do it, Clara. We're cheering for you. The thing is, I know if I get my first gig, I'm going to be so freaking nervous, you guys. I, I'm going to need a lot of TLC. <laughs> Thank you, Ankita. I think the painting is okay, but I, I don't think the poster is that great. I have to work on it. Oh my gosh, the SNL clips. <laughs> have you guys seen the Christopher Walken clip? where it's him with his plants and they all have eyes on them. I die every time I see that. Yeah, C. Cantrell says, go with the images that speak to you, that you feel you can evoke or portray. Start with that and then talk to your art director. Yep. Oh, so Lux says, is it none of them? No alcohol markers are archival, can't make them into final product. Well, the nice thing about working in illustration, and this is so different than fine art, is that actually the physical artwork doesn't matter. The finished illustration is the one that actually gets printed, the one that's in the magazine, the one that's the poster. Fine art's so different. It's all about the physical artwork. So I've done a lot of things where I'll leave something out or I'll assemble things and it doesn't matter what it looks like because I know it's the final illustration that's in the magazine that matters. I think this is my art director. <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Black and white thumbnails will help with figuring out the layout. You want to keep everything super simple at this stage. I think these are too sloppy. I think they're only readable to me. So I feel like I need to clean them up quite a bit, but yes, thank you. Heather says, there's such a range of art directors, how professional prepared they are. I've heard what reject a color at a border because she had a prom dress that color and had a bad time at prom. Oh my gosh. You'd think people would be able to take those biases out, but yeah, they just, oh, so silly. Okay, so Lux says they're not archival at all. There are no water-based or alcohol markers that are, how do you say that, AFAC, AFAC? in my experience. I don't know what that stands for. Could you follow up, Lux? That'd be fantastic to see. Oh, okay. They say can fade very fast. Certain colors fade a lot worse. Purples can turn from dark to pastel in a year or two. Oh my gosh. that That is not <laughs> a good thing, which, which is where it is good for illustration because it's just in the moment. You just need the photo of the illustration. I love this. I love, Ashley, that you're art directing me right now. <laughs> it's so cool. Ashley will be on the stream later on. Don't forget to either leave negative space in your layout for type. At this point in the process, we want to see how type interacts with the image. Better if you can roughen the title. I know. 
I know. I was like, I'll just do these. I know it's so stupid. I, I need to totally overhaul these. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm not doing something super dumb on a real I feel like it's embarrassing. It's like, yeah, I'm a noob. Can you tell? Lena says, that's the movie industry template. The biggest head in the middle as a main actor, the image of whom sells the movie. Yeah. Although Timothy Chalamet to me is not the draw. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's fine. I, I just, he's not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope that you will consider registering for one of our January and February workshops. This is due next Friday, January 12th. And I'm excited we are doing a bunch of media-based workshops, which we haven't done as much, so we can really focus on hard skills and approaches that are specific to the material. Please join me after the stream. Hang out in our Discord. We will have a chat, so that way I can take photos of all the tests you guys can see up close, better what things look like. Meet in the post live streams channel. Art Prof has services. We have artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. This is really great if you would like one-on-one -on -one customized feedback. Another option, the biggest bang for your buck, in my opinion, of everything we offer is our Patreon group. You get to share your art in weekly voice sessions, I provide tons of support. I write long written critiques, but most importantly, you find support in a small group of artists. Everybody, thank you so much for joining. I'll see you next time. Bye.